0: Well, hey there and welcome to the five questions podcast. I'm Adam. This is something new we're doing to bring interesting conversations to our church family and try to bring us all a little closer together, even though we may be far apart. Make sure you subscribe in your podcast app or on YouTube, wherever you are consuming this content. Today, I've got a conversation with Bob and Deb Richter, who lead our premarital mentoring ministry at First Free. They have an amazing story of challenges in their marriage leading to a divorce and later coming back together and getting remarried. I'll let them share more and how God was a part of that restoration. And if you're someone who is having some difficulty in marriage right now, you are going to want to listen to this. They have some great advice, so listen carefully, Here's my conversation with Bob and Deb Richter. How long have you guys been at First Free?
1: Well, let's see. I think it's right at about 16 years now. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, Maybe 17,
0: yeah. 16, 17 years. And what all have you been involved in in that time?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, Well, when we first came, Uh, we were involved in heritage builders. That was the first class that we um, really kind of connected into. um, And eventually I started taking over kind of the MC, um, the responsibility for the class. uh, And from there moved into um, marriage ministry, actually, uh, interestingly, based on what we're going to talk about today and uh from marriage ministry uh we've stepped into um uh, other classes um i have become an elder actually serving over the last six years um we've been involved i I can't even think of all the things i was
2: involved downstairs with the kids for a while in the music ministry um and then we started the premarital mentoring after rebuilders um Yeah. yeah
0: Lots of neat things that you guys have done, and we really appreciate you. And I'm excited to talk with you about your your marriage because that's been such a huge part of your story and of your ministry as well. Maybe we could start by just getting to how the two of you met. Where did this all begin?
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, so um, my dad and Deb's mom lived in the same community. And as a result, uh, we ended up meeting each other. And um, I pretty much fell in love at first sight. Um, I saw Deb and I kind of said, okay, I want to marry this girl. (laughs) And um, so I began to kind of pursue her and uh, she allowed me and eventually um i got her on the back of my motorcycle and she fell in love with me
0: that's the secret huh
1: i think so you know it's
0: the it's the hug that
1: you know she had to do was you know it was just convincing
0: man that's clever
1: it was i would thought through that
0: and so what were your first dates like, and and uh, how did you uh, come to actually mm-hmm. pop the question? Is there any cool story about that?
1: Yeah, there actually is. There's a little bit of background around that. So when we met, um, we kind of saw each other for what was probably about six or seven months. I had, before I even met, her decided that I was going to enlist in the Navy. So um, in, I guess it was May of 73, yeah, Yeah. May of 73, um, I actually enlisted in the Navy. And it kind of interesting that when I left for the Navy, um, Deb's just the kind of person who needs constant contact. And uh, that caused some separation for us. Now, neither of us were Christians at the time. So as I was in the Navy, um, she was kind of thinking, well, I'm going to move on. Well, a whole nother story for another occasion. I actually got out of the Navy um, pretty pretty quickly as a result of some issues. I'm colorblind. I was supposed to be a Navy pilot, so on and so forth. So I came home early to find out that she had kind of given up on me and um, as things worked out. Uh, I came back out. We kind of rekindled our relationship. And um, then in November of 73, um, we married. Um, So it was kind of a kind of a touch and go there for a little bit. And uh, Mm
2: -hmm. Well, we we had not dated that long before he went off into the Navy. So it, it was hard being left behind. And I didn't know how long the stent was gonna be. And yeah, I just sort of distanced myself uh, because I was not sure how long we were gonna be apart.
0: Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, kind of protecting yourself that yeah. way a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: it was hard to let him go. It was a very hard time.
0: And it was really hard for me to be away from her. That's
1: just where we were in our relationship at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that as your marriage continued, you had some challenges later on in your marriage as well, and, and all of us, I think, have that are married. My wife and I have certainly been through some challenging times, especially the first few years of our marriage were a little rocky at times. Would you mind sharing a little bit, because um, I know you're fairly open about this, about the challenges that you've faced in marriage?
2: Yes, we had lots of challenges. And I, I would say the two biggest was we were not Christians. We did not know the Lord. And we were young when we got married, very young. And we had no role models for marriage. Both of our parents had married several times and divorced several times. So there was a lot of baggage in our families um, and how we grew up. So we walked into our marriage blindly with all that baggage and without Christ. So we held together for about five years and then we divorced.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the issues uh, that we dealt with in those first five years were um, the things that we now looking back see that if our parents could have helped us or if we had sought wise counsel at the time Mm -hmm. uh, we could have worked through that our communication didn't exist we didn't know how uh, to um, talk to one another how to have a healthy argument um, and uh, we looked for other options uh to um kind of overcome the challenges that we were having. Um, There were some external relationships and things like that that happened. And as a result, um, like Deb said, five years into the marriage, we divorced. Um, And it's kind of interesting, in the period of time that we were apart, Um, We still loved each other. We knew that. So we still communicated with one another. As a matter of fact, moved to a totally different state. And she ended up following me. We tried to restart. You know, we tried the natural things to uh, try to make our lives come together. But um, that didn't work real well. And uh, one Christmas, I actually left Georgia to come back up here to be with my parents for Christmas while I was gone some neighbors uh uh to to me and where deb was staying at the time uh actually led deb to the lord and uh she accepted christ in uh december of 79 and when i got back uh, she was gone she she had temporarily moved in with me she was gone out of the apartment i didn't yeah had a job um,
2: Tons of things took place while he was gone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but the interesting thing over the next year, um, they, her, and uh, this couple and some others who uh, led her to the Lord prayed for God to restore our marriage. And uh, as God would have it, for the next uh, year or so, as I began to date other people, um, the first three ladies that I dated were all named Debbie. <laughs> I know I that's know. a
0: sign or something, right?
1: Yeah. yeah right. And so yeah. you definitely have a type. Yeah. 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 And, and so, um, over the course of that year, um, things began to weave us back together again, kind of leading us, uh, back and, um, By the following January, we were seeing each other occasionally and I had noticed a really big change and uh, I couldn't put my finger on it. So by July of 1981, she came over to my apartment. We were sitting in the living room and sitting on the sofa and I looked at her and I just said, you know, there's something really different about you. I don't know what it is. but I'd really like to understand. And that's when she shared what had happened to her. She shared uh, the gospel with me. Um, she left and I chewed on that for a couple weeks. I invited her back to the apartment and I just broke down in front of her and I said, I need what you have. And so she wow. prayed for me wow. yeah. as, a, as a faithful woman She prayed with me to receive Christ in 81. And uh, uh, we recommitted ourselves, remarried that November. Um, It wasn't, you know, while we had Christ, we still had a lot of the same issues, a lot of the communication breakdowns, and we still had the problems. So it wasn't long after that that um, I decided I, I walked in to the bedroom to pray with her one morning before I was leaving for work. And I said, um, you know, we're, I'm, I'm still broke, I'm st- I still need help. So I'm gonna go get Christian counseling. God had led me through a verse that morning in my quiet time with him out of Proverbs where it says that a wise man seeks the counsel of many. And so taking that as really an affirmation from God that I needed to go get help, I started seeing a counselor, and it was about the third session. Deb looked at me and said, I need to come with you. Mm-hmm. And so over the course of the next year, she and I spent um, some uh, some rough weeks um, learning about ourselves, learning about our past and backgrounds, and then learning about one another. And through God and this very wise counselor, At the end of the year we came out best
0: friends Hmm. that's incredible we
2: we had to know what to do with the past and how that had formed us um much of our behavior was directly related to those things and we didn't understand that and we didn't know what to do with it so um once he started the counseling god just told me it's it's time you need this you know and so we needed that direction we needed somebody professional to help us get through and muddle through all that stuff
0: well what's great about that is i'm hearing that you were actively involved in praying you were reading the bible and so there was a receptiveness there to the leading of the holy spirit that when we just try to go it on our own we we don't necessarily we're not listening for, for his leading and, and for him to kind of guide us and, and lead us in different ways. And so uh, you were very responsive to how God was working in your life and what an incredible difference that has made. It's such a great story um, of, of life transformation and how Jesus makes such a huge difference in our lives. The fact that you would see the difference in Deb and then go through that transformation yourself. But as you said, it's not like that instantly makes everything better. There's still yeah. a lot more for us to work on and grow in. God doesn't just immediately say, boom, everything is solved. And, and I'm sure there are still things that you identify today and are working on today. And I, I just wonder how else has God been working in your marriage and uh, and what has he helped you grow in over the last couple of decades?
2: I would say um, with Rebuilders, the marriage ministry, and with premarital mentoring, um, we're facilitating and we're sharing our lives with them um, and teaching them some principles, but those principles come right back on us all the time Um, because we're hearing what we're saying and we're thinking, well, we're not doing that right now either. So as we're teaching them, he's teaching us that we need to work on certain areas of our life. And a lot of it is communication.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've always had a principle in business and it applies in marriage as well that 80% of any problem is probably as a result of poor communication. 20% is just working on the issue. And if you can improve your communication, if you can be open and transparent and honest with one another, um, that makes all the difference in the world. And, if there was one principle that we share with our couples, um, that's it, is learn how to communicate, how to open up your heart, and um, really be transparent and honest with one another. It'll make a huge difference.
0: So let's talk about those ministries quickly in case people aren't familiar with them. You mentioned Rebuilders. You mentioned the premarital uh, counseling, I think, or mentoring. I think there was one other thing you mentioned as well. What are those ministries that you just mentioned, Deb?
2: When we first got back together, um, there was a, um, God was just doing a work in our lives and he wanted other people to be a part of that. And we weren't reaching out to people, but he was bringing people into our lives and um, People with fractured marriages, that they were just coming to us. And we know it was God doing it. We weren't announcing anything. We just know that God was pulling those people in. So we kind of had that ministry. It wasn't named. It was just um, we wanted to do it. We wanted to be willing. And he was bringing couples into our lives that needed help. So that's what we were doing a lot down in Georgia before we moved up here.
1: And then, when we came to First Free, um, we connected with some other couples. And um, as a group, we actually started the Rebuilders Ministry. Um, Rebuilders is um, really uh, the marriage ministry for working with couples with um, somewhat fractured relationships Um, under John Richardson's guidance. Uh, As couples, we started working with uh, groups of uh, couples and um, really helping them uh, to understand what are the biblical principles of marriage, um, what were the uh, things that we learned uh, in our own lives and being able to help them work through those challenges and difficulties. Um, so, there was a very, it's a very, it still is a ministry that we have at first free. Um, although it's suspended right now as a result of COVID, um, John is looking at um, uh, starting that up again here, uh, hopefully by fall. Um, and then just uh we were in that for about three or four years um and then john actually asked us to uh start what is the premarital mentoring uh ministry um
2: yeah his vision at the time when he started all this um was to have three arms of that ministry one was the rebuilders the other was like a renewal um for couples who wanted to um just understand each other a little better and have their marriages a little better so that was started and the only arm that was not complete there was the premarital uh mentoring and we kind of just grabbed on to that and said okay we'll do it yeah. and so we started that and we've been doing that we were For about just, seven yeah, years seven years now it just doesn't seem like it's been that long
1: we and several other couples are a part of that ministry uh, and we've, um, mentored a little over 40 couples, uh, through that process. Um, as a matter of fact, we're mentoring a young couple now and, um, they'll be married in June, July.
0: Um, and we're on the communication chapter with them. <laughs> yeah, be on that. Yeah. That's incredible. 40 people, over 40 people that you have mentored in the last seven years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I
0: wonder if, yeah, couples, right. So I wonder if um, if many people watching this knew that we had a premarital mentoring ministry. So it's, it's such a good thing for them to know and about rebuilders uh, for, for marriages that may be struggling to understand kind of what the church offers for that. And of course we have um, counselors that we refer to in a care ministry as well. So all those things are available for people. I wanna take a left turn a little bit back to your marriage briefly and ask kind of an off the wall question, which is what is the, Craziest or the most fun thing you guys have ever experienced in your marriage?
2: Okay, well, I'm. We're not, not crazy and fun. Yeah, we're not real adventurous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he likes to scuba dive. Um, That's pretty adventurous. I, yeah, I cannot get on board with
0: that. Okay.
2: Uh, I have a little fear of water and uh, <laughs> being under like that would not go well. But what I have learned to do. Lately in life, so at a later age, is to um, learn to snorkel. Wow! And I, yeah, had the bravery to do that. Yeah. So now we have something in common, and we love to go snorkeling and and find different places to, you know, like islands to, um, that have really good snorkeling, and that's what we like to do now. So that's that's our adventurous side. She got
1: brave one time. We were in Grand Cayman. And so I took her out. She was holding my hand and we were snorkeling and a moray eel came out at us and it freaked her out.
2: Well, <laughs> he was feeding the fish.
1: Oh.
2: All the fish, and I and you don't feed a moray eel. That's just a no-no, so.
1: And I wasn't going to. I
2: thought he had the food and I thought he was gonna feed and I'm under there going, no, no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we have fun doing it we love beach uh vacations yeah. we um just like being together and um that little bit of craziness is that's about as far as yeah. we go
0: yeah
1: that's pretty good though it's,
2: yeah, it's fun. fun it's we've gone to the cayman islands and held huge um oh sting sting like have
0: yeah, you ever been there not at the cayman islands no but i know what you're talking about go to, I mean, go these,
2: to. yeah these things are awesome and they're just Huge and you can hold them. I mean they're mm-hmm. bigger than mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, so, yeah. It's
1: And yeah. this is out in the ocean, so this is not in a contained right. area. It's
0: called Stingray City. We just have a blast there. Yeah. So. So fun. So fun. So just to wrap things up today, what would you say to couples that may be watching this or listening to this in a podcast and their marriage is going through a rocky time right now and, and they want to get back uh, to a place of health, just like you guys have, uh, what would your advice to them be? Where should they turn for help right now?
1: Yeah. So um, get back to fundamentals. would be, our council, I think, Um, one of the things that we always ask couples in Rebuilders or any couple who comes to us with challenges is um, what's their relationship with God like? And there's an example that we use that's an equilateral triangle. And with God at the top and each of you on each of the other points. You're as far away from each other as you can possibly be, from God and from one another. And even though you may not be able to work on your relationship with each other right now, what you can work on and take responsibility for is your relationship with God. Well, what naturally happens is if you both start working on that relationship alone, you can't help but grow closer together. God then can begin to work changes in you that will allow you to um, really transform what's going on in your life. The other thing that I would say second to that is find wise Christian counseling. You know, sometimes the challenges and difficulties that we go through, the changes that you go through as couples or just beyond what you can actually grab hold of and begin to work through. God can do so many things through a wise Christian counselor. They have insights and they look objectively and just through experience. They can lead you to understand more about yourself than you can ever explore on your own. The other thing I would tell you is, we don't go, as humans, we just don't go through life alone. And this whole premarital mentoring, as is true with Rebuilders, is about coming alongside with other couples who can help you through those times. So I would encourage, find another couple who you see as having a good marriage, a good strong marriage, and ask them to come alongside and walk with you, and help you, and be there as a resource and a help. When we do those things together, um, I think it really helps quite a bit and, um, and gives you a better foundation. And you know what? We're all broke. Our, our marriage, we keep working on it. We mess up all the time, um, but understanding and using the principles and having others that we uh, are actually walking through this life with has mm-hmm. been a huge help.
2: Well, I'm remembering uh, one of our couples that we mentored. Um, we've always told our couples when we're done, we're not done with you. We're here for the long run. Um, we do check in on them at three months, six months and a year, officially, that's when we check on them, but we don't really leave them alone. And we, if they want us to, we will, (laughs) but (laughs) we tell them we're available for them if there's a need. Um, And we will walk alongside them. And so we had a couple call and say, you know, we're having trouble communicating this one area. We just can't break through. And so we said, then come on over and let's, you know, talk about it. And while they were here, we just let them discuss with each other in front of us. Um, We only maybe said a couple of things to kind of get them back on the right track. And then they would talk to each other again. And so they spent quite a few hours here trying to work that out. But before they left, they did on their own, just from us um, being there and being available for them.
0: It's such a wonderful ministry that you guys have, and I really want to thank you sincerely for being open to share about your story and your challenges, because I think that's going to help a lot of marriages, as it already has, and I just really appreciate both of you. I love you both. Thank you for uh, just sharing your heart and uh, and encouraging others in their marriages today. Really appreciate it.
2: You're welcome. We love you right
0: back, and it's such
1: a privilege to do this.
2: Yes.
0: I really appreciate Bob and Deb. Wasn't that a great conversation? You will not find a more genuine couple. And I think that often comes with experiencing some hard times in life. They have been such an encouragement to my wife and me, and I hope this conversation encouraged you as well. Don't forget the three pieces of advice they gave at the end. Think of your relationship as a triangle with God at the top and you down at the sides. And as you grow closer to God, you will grow closer to each other. And a big reason for that is that the things that are keeping you distant from each other down here are typically the things that will get worked on as you grow closer in your walk with God. If you need help in your marriage, find a wise counselor. And let me add, find one early. Don't wait until everything is blowing up. I can't tell you how many times someone will come to me or another pastor or counselor and say, what their problem is, and we go, man, if you had just come to us three months earlier, six months earlier, it would be so much easier to work on this. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying if you're at the point where you're thinking, well, maybe if things don't go well in the next three months, then I'll get help. mm -mm, Get help right away. If you think that there might be a problem down the road, the earlier you start to see a Christian counselor um, and get some help, the better. If you don't know where to start, email care at efree.org. That's C-A-R-E, at efree.org and we will connect you with a great Christian counselor. And the last thing Bob and Deb mentioned is to look for another Christian couple with a healthier marriage than yours and see if they will walk alongside you. I remember from playing sports that every time I wanted to get better, I had to make sure I was playing people who were better than me, like much better than me. And then I would be forced to sort of rise to their level as much as I could, and I would play better. My game improved when I played with people who were better than me. If I played with people who were worse than me, if I hung out with those people and played a lot of games with them, then I would sort of slack off and lower to their level. So find some people who are maybe a little further down the road from you, have a little bit of a healthier marriage than you, and see if they they will walk alongside you. That is going to help you learn from them. And just having that support in the family of God makes a huge difference. And one other thing I want to add, studies show that couples who are active in their faith and their church are more likely to have long and happy marriages. The divorce rate for people with regular church attendance and involvement is actually very low compared to the rest of the population. So don't let your church involvement slip. It is a major part of the foundation for a healthy family and a healthy marriage. Sometimes involvement in church is one of the first things that kind of starts to get out of people's lives. Don't let that happen because it is actually a big part of a healthy marriage and family. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to show people how Jesus makes a difference in your life this week. Bye-bye.